On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hotheads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley, and welcome to Master Debaters, a show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, our first debater can be read regularly in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com, Alexandra Petri. Hey, Alex. Okay, our next debater can be heard bringing the latest sports news on Fox News headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115, Matt Napolitano. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? Good. And our third debater covers the world of mixed martial arts for combat culture. Let's say hello to Matt Ryan. Hey, Matt. Hi. Good to be back. It has been a minute since I have been around. What's going on? Everybody? Yes, yes. Well, uh, you guys will all be presenting arguments in an effort to try and win over our judge, who this week is Travis from Vermont. Hello, Travis. Hey, Dennis. Hello. Well, uh, his job is going to be to analyze and critique each response. Our contestants give the questions that I present throughout the show, and along with asking a bunch of uh, maybe uh, thematic or random questions, if there's something I don't like, you will hear this penalty whistle there. Yes. Now, before we get started, let's give our contestants a chance to get to know our judge, Travis, just a little bit better. We're going to start with uh, Alex. Do you have a question for our judge, Travis? Yes, I do. Travis, what's your favorite type of cheese? That is not a question I expected to answer, but uh, we'll go with Pepper Jack. Definitely my favorite. All right. Uh, Matt Napolitano, do you have a question for our judge, Travis? Hey, Travis. Um, Are you a Halloween fan? And if you are, do you have a costume in mind for next month? At first, I was thinking you were talking about the movie series, but uh, I do like Halloween. Fall's my favorite season. Uh, Not sure about a costume, though. At this point, I'd have to have a wife to enjoy that aspect (laughs) and matt ryan do you have a question for a judge travis all right who wins in a fight lemmy or god well obviously god (laughs) i would probably have to agree with that one let's get this debate started opening arguments on Master Debaters. Yes, it is time for opening arguments. In this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant then answers the question, and our judge, Travis, will give them a score between 0 and 10 points. They will have 30 seconds for their argument or their statement, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. The first topic, a Bernie, Texas woman brought the beans to the World Championship Chili Cook-Off. The annual World Championship of Chili Cook-Off spanned three days and included five categories that included homestyle, traditional red, verde, veggie and salsa, and outside the pros. Diane Lewis from Bernie claimed the championship and the homestyle division against 100 other submissions. She won $10,000 and the Bush's Beans homestyle champion jacket at the 54-year-old event in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina last weekend. Lewis told event organizers she's looking forward to defending her title at next year's cook-off. Katie Barber, KTSA News. All right, going to start with Alex. What skill or interest do you have that you would love to compete in a world championship for 30 seconds? Ooh, I'm going to answer with something I actually have done, and uh, not to toot my own horn, but I guess to do it slightly, 
uh, have one in. So I know it's a real interest, which is punning. They have one in Austin every year. You compete. And let me tell you, you get a lot of puns out of your system and into others. I think it's fun. And it's also a harmless place to put all the people who like to make puns together for a couple of days. They can get it out of their systems. Uh, I know everyone in my life appreciated that I get to have this release valve so i think that's one and uh safer than chili in some respects all right travis what score do you give that zero to ten points solid eight okay next topic one driver tried to pull a fast one by using a halloween skeleton as a passenger to use in the high occupancy vehicle lane in a Facebook post, the Harris County, Texas Precinct 5 Constable's Office says deputies pulled over the driver after they noticed the person was the only one in the vehicle. The post included a picture of what was in the passenger seat, a skeleton Halloween decoration wearing a hat. The Constable's Office says it gave the driver a sternum lecture, issued him a bona fide citation, and wished the driver a bone voyage. So, Matt Napolitano, what's the best inappropriate way to use a skeleton? What other uses do they have besides a science classroom uh, display thing or creating an autumnal vibe? 30 seconds. First of all, can we please, going forward, leave all the pun work to Alex? I think she's got the rightful reign over that. Second of all, that is a very odd question. Um, if I had to come up with some idea for it, I would use it in, like, the front of my yard, like, kind of have it, like, half dug up as to kind of scare people off. Like, you know, you get people, especially right now in New York, it's around election season, so everybody's ringing doorbells. I want to scare people away. It's just like, leave me alone. I'm trying to do my work from home here. All right, Travis, what score to give that? Zero to ten. I'll give a nice nine there. Very creative. Okay, next topic. Airbnb is renting out the original Scream House over holiday, uh, Halloween weekend. What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. The rental celebrates Scream's 25th anniversary while promoting its latest installment. Actor David Arquette, who plays Sheriff Dewey Riley in the horror flick, will serve as the virtual host for the killer overnight stays and give tips on how to survive murderer Ghostface. Up to four guests can stay in the California mansion one night at a time for just five bucks. The house itself will be set up like the original movie set with a Scream movie marathon in the living room and a landline. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Booking opens October 12th. So that's uh, correspondent Monica Ricks. Matt Ryan, what, uh, using air quotes here, Hollywood house would you most like to stay in 30 seconds? Well, you can obviously go with the Kingdom of Zamunda from Coming to America. You could go with the iconic home uh, from Home Alone. You could even go as far to say um, the the pipe in which, uh, you know, the end of Shawshank Redemption happens. But you know what? I'm looking for something a little more palatial, something a little more comfortable. How about the White House? You know, I, I you know, stay a night there. Uh, Clinton did it in the 90s. You know, people stayed in the Lincoln bedroom. I'd pay rent. You know, I can do my own cooking and cleaning. All right, Travis, what score do you give that? Zero to ten. Give him a nine. All right, well, coming up. Florida. And a lot of Florida. We'll debate that and much more next on National Debaters. From KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is, and things start to heat up here a little bit. We have Alexander Petri, Matt Napolitano, and Matt Ryan this week 
trying to compete and convince or judge Travis from Vermont that their argument is the best argument. If you want to be a judge here on Master Debaters, head over to our website, ktsa.com, and sign up. So let's keep this debate going. For argument's sake on Master Debaters. So in this part of the show, I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their own argument on that topic. They will all take their 30 seconds to respond, and our judge will then give them each anywhere from 0 to 20 points for their responses. The first topic, the search for the boyfriend of slain travel blogger Gabby Petito, has gotten a bit bigger. Joining the manhunt, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Wednesday night, the TV personality was seen with canines searching an island not far from the Laundry's campsite. We found nothing to suggest that he was out there recently. But this is how you hunt. Brian has not been charged in Petito's death, only named a person of interest in the case. That's correspondent Andrew Dimbert. So we're going to start with Alex. Does having Dog the Bounty Hunter involve the investigation help or hurt that investigation? 30 seconds. Come on, Dog the Bounty Hunter. I feel like that absolutely does not help. Uh, it's just sort of a thrilling Dog the Bounty Hunter presence. I also feel like what he should be doing is he should be going to Texas and confusing people who want to sign up for that weird bounty system that's going on there. Like, there are better uses for Dog the, the Bounty Hunter than wandering around and distracting people when they're actually trying to do something. Uh, I'm, yeah, no good. Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. You know, I really feel like people should really worry about any kind of like reality TV intervention in some kind of serious circumstance like this. I think back to this is ages ago, back when Montel Williams had a talk show and he had the psychic Sylvia Brown on and a woman whose daughter was missing asked her about her daughter's whereabouts, her concern. Sylvia Brown told her the daughter was dead. Follow up years later, they find her alive and well, thankfully. That being said, I think it's just a horrific distraction from a really serious case going on, and that's really finding justice for Gabby Petito. And Matt Ryan, your 30-second argument. Uh, coming up after that, the cake boss will be coming uh, with some... Yeah, this is ridiculous. First of all, it's an obvious tragedy, but we should take a look at this clown show moment from Dog to Bounty Hunter and realize that thousands of people across this country are missing. We need to take a look at the fact that the way we investigate these kinds of crimes and handle the families of these victims... It, it, it should be an awakening for a lot of people in this country about how we actually handle things and some of the systemic issues in our culture. All right, Travis, what scores you want to give each of our debaters zero to 20? Start with Alex, uh, 17. Okay. Go to Matt Napolitano, mm -hmm. 17. Okay. And then Matt Ryan, 18. Okay, next topic a major tech platform to address COVID-19 false claims. YouTube is immediately banning medical misinformation. YouTube isn't alone. Facebook, Twitter, there has been just a torrent of disinformation and outright lies about vaccines, about how to treat COVID-19. Ian Schur with CNET News says YouTube's move is a long time coming since it's been sharply criticized for not doing more and sooner to stop the spread of coronavirus misinformation. That's correspondent Jim Ryan. At what point does an action like this go from removing false information and become censorship? We're going to start with Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. 
It just alarms me that this is only starting now by YouTube. I mean, the falsehoods about the coronavirus have been going on since the onset of the pandemic. Need a better assessment of what is fact and what is fiction within social media and within the confines of YouTube. The fact that we're just getting to this point now is just truly alarming to me, especially when you see the fact that ICUs are still packing up with cases for people who are unvaccinated primarily. I believe it's, what, five one-thousandths of a percent, according to the CDC, of uh, people in ICUs right now on ventilators or breakthrough cases? Come on, give me a break. Social media should have been on top of this a long time ago. All right, Matt Ryan, your 30-second argument. Social media is something that is nearly impossible to police because of democratization of the internet. I agree with Matt Napolitano's assessment that this should have been an issue that was resolved months and months and months ago, but this is the new wave of a 24-7 media. How We need more mandatory moderators, we need more human moderators dealing with these actual issues instead of YouTube drama and people trying to spam people for having different content. It comes down to the actual companies handling this with humans and not robots. Alright, Alex, your 30 second argument. I would agree. I think at what point does this become censorship? Definitely a point in the future, given that it's just starting now in what year two of this pandemic. I also think the problems they pointed out are correct. For years, like YouTube has been trying to radicalize me because I watched one video where Norm MacDonald went on The View and said that Bill Clinton was responsible for murders and manslaughters. And now YouTube is like, hey, are, would you like to, you know, are you angry at the government in specific ways? Can we exploit that? So I do think the algorithms are a problem. I think... Yeah, it's a mess. All right, Travis, what scores you want to give uh, each of our debaters, zero to 20? I mean, this is a hard one. They're pretty much all the same. Yeah. Great content out of all of them. <laughs> um, I'll warn them all 18 for, for that round. Every single one of them. Okay, well, next topic. It was a showdown between a gator, a guy, and a trash can. The video of Eugene Bozzi uh, trapping an alligator with a garbage can outside his Florida home this week went viral. And now the 26-year-old father and Army veteran is talking about his gator drama. Eugene going toe-to-toe -to -toe with an angry alligator in flip-flops, armed with the best thing he could find. Let me get the trash can. Look at the trash can. Run up over that jump. <laughs> Backing the gator up and flipping the lid until... <laughs> got him, he got him. A, a stuffing, <laughs> got it. Eugene still in flip-flops, walking the gator across the street and down the hill. Finally, making it to the edge of the water. That's correspondent Will Gans. We're going to start with Matt Ryan. Do you consider this to be brave work or foolish work by this man? 30 seconds. This reminds me of a story a good friend of me told in high school about it being hurricane season in Florida and his uncle leaving his trailer during the hurricane to shoot at the hurricane with a double barrel shotgun. This is that level of Florida behavior. I understand trying to protect your family, but when you try to MacGyver alligator wrestling, you probably should find a different mode of transportation and possibly move out of the Fakakta Everglades. All right, uh, 30 seconds from uh, Alex. I think because he seems like he's okay now and everyone survived this 
and Peter, I'm going to go with Brave. That's pretty cool. Now that we know that it ended safely, like you showed me only part of the video and I did not know the outcome, I would be like, please stop. I don't think that's a good idea. But now that I know he's fine, I can look at this with confidence and be like, absolutely, at every stage. He was in total control. It was always wise. I, that being said, don't do it at home, I feel like. Maybe, maybe just in case. He, he may have expertise we lack. And Matt Napolitano, your 30-second argument. You know, you got to kind of credit it to a fight-or-flight response. You know, he's just trying to be protective of his family in that circumstance. And thankfully, he carried through successfully and removed the problem. I think at the end of the day, and I do believe he said this in a latter interview, was like, next time around, he's going to call animal control. And yes, next time around, leave it to the professionals. I feel like a Florida gator wrangler is a highly active piece of work especially in areas like the Everglades. So next time, let the pros handle it. But I got to do have to give him kudos. It was pretty, pretty honorable and brave to take on that gator. All right, Travis, what scores do you give all three of our debaters 0 to 20? Give Alex a 17. Um, very good argument. Matt Napolitano, uh, 18, knocked out of the park. Matt Ryan was probably the one you had some good points, but... You're falling short at 16 on this one, buddy. All right. Well, coming up, our debaters. They think a lot. They're going to talk a lot. We're going to hear what they have to say. Coming up, it's Master Debaters on KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Alexandra Petri, Matt Napolitano, and Matt Ryan, who are all working to coerce our judge, Travis, from Vermont, to give them more points than their fellow competitors. Let's keep the debate going. State your case on Master Debaters. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic that they wanted to discuss and a case that they wanted to present to our judge. They would get 60 seconds to do that. During those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they would get 30 seconds to do so after the case is done being presented. After all the challenges, the original presenter will get 30 seconds of their own to address the people that say that they're wrong. Now, if they change the topic from what they sent in before the show, it's an automatic five-point penalty. There are also a broader range of points at stake when this segment. Our judge can give up to 20 points at the end of each topic or can take away up to 20 points from everyone, whether they presented the argument, challenged, or chose to stay quiet. So, do you guys want to guess who is currently our points leader at this point of the show? Let's say Matt Ryan. Any other guesses? I'm going to say Matt Napolitano. Matt Ryan, do you have a guess? Uh, I'm going to say Matt Napolitano. The correct answer is Matt Napolitano. So you get to start with your 60-second mm -hmm. arguments. Of course, I didn't pick myself. Uh, yes, there's a lot of uh, hullabaloo, let's go with that word, about vaccine mandates right now within certain workplaces. Even right here where I am in New York City, there's concerns over healthcare workers not wanting to get themselves vaccinated against COVID-19, as well as school teachers and school workers. But one organization to me has really struck the right tone with this, and that's the NBA. I'm really surprised in saying that. I think that they have done this with a great approach. While they have not mandated the vaccine, they have made it clear. Unvaccinated players who are in 
cities with local mandates regarding indoor arenas for having to be vaccinated, having proof of vaccination, won't be allowed to play in games. They're not going to be able to get paid to play in those games. I think this is the best approach, deferring it to the local governments. Don't blame it on the league. Blame it on where you're playing ball. And it puts these teams in a really good position to basically send a message and say, if you're really not about the team, if you're not about doing this for the public health crisis and trying to get ahead of everything, you know what? You have no place within this organization. And you know what? I really hope a lot more leagues follow suit with this. Matt Ryan with a 30-second challenge. I agree to a point with you because when it comes down to how this has been handled by the NBA, uh, they have kowtowed to the NBA Players Association uh, capping for a group of players who are currently unvaccinated and not setting a standard for this league and not setting a standard for other leagues. We've seen laissez-faire somewhat approaches in the National Football League, and those have led to players like Cam Newton for being released and left into the free agency pool. I find that to be a bigger problem than a solution because it allows these players to walk around and become nothing more than uh, boilerplate things for conservative new channels. And uh, Matt Napolitano, your 30-second rebuttal. I think at the end of the day, you need to start holding people responsible for this. I think with the NFL and with Major League Baseball, you have a little bit more leniency only because you're dealing with more outdoor venues. That being said, the NBA and the NHL are taking the right approach in making sure that people are being held accountable. Basically saying to them, if you're not vaccinated, you're not going to play in these circumstances. Showing you your true colors as to who you are in the midst of this public health crisis and who you are, frankly, as a teammate. The fact that the New York Knicks, who are under the same New York City mandate as the Brooklyn Nets, all got fully vaccinated says a lot, whereas the Nets are now trying to kowtow to Kyrie Irving to make it work for him. It doesn't make sense. All right, Travis, what scores you want to give all three of our debaters? Negative 20 to 20 for the arguments and the lack of argument. Ooh, this one's a hard one. Alex, I don't think I heard anything out of you. No, I failed to hit the button in time. Yeah. She abstained. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm sorry. You're going to get zero points for that round, then. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Don't be sorry. <laughs> She's like, I know what I did. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> ben Napolitano did a good job trying to sell everything. Uh, I think Matt Ryan sold it just a little bit better, so I'm going to go with 17 for Matt Napolitano and go with 19 for Matt Ryan. Okay, Matt Ryan, your turn with your 60-second arguments. I, like millions of Americans, suffer from depression and anxiety. For the past 18 months, the entirety of North America has been dealing, and the world, to be honest with you, with the lockdown and the various issues coming from the COVID-19 pandemic. I think one of the things we don't speak about effectively enough in the aftermath or the continuation of this pandemic is its effect on mental health. Uh, many of us feel cooped up. Many of us have felt like our lives going on pause and it has negatively affected, I would say, every single American. And the way we have dealt with this in terms of physical health and the vaccine, you can have an argument that it's done a lot of good, but it's also there's a lot of derision. I feel like we need to talk more about mental health and the effects of COVID-19 and the shutdown and talk more about universal mental health care. Alex with a 30 second challenge. 
in addition to the sort of stress and anxiety, there's also the fact that like, this is a time of grief for lots of people. I mean, there have been over just countless numbers of deaths and uh, to have to continue not only sort of working in like this sort of new quasi normal way from home and doing all this stuff and not only not confronting the anxiety, but not talking about the grief that we're dealing with nationally. I think that's another thing that doesn't get talked about and really ought to. Matt Napolitano with a 30 second challenge. I, too, struggled with some mental health difficulties throughout this pandemic. My anxiety got so bad to one point where I had dropped about 20 pounds on the early onset of the pandemic because I have pre-existing conditions and all the worries that were coming through. With that said, we need clear, transparent ways to address mental health care through our governments. You know, in New York City, there are plans in place, but really not pe many people know what's accessible, how to access those programs. Same when you go through your health insurers. Same when you go through these online outlets that are now popping up that claim to be providing cost-effective care. Need to make more of a reality to know what's out there to help people out. Matt Ryan, a 30-second rebuttal. I feel like uh, Alexandra and Matt made my case for me. Uh, we need more tangible mental health availability for all Americans. Uh, it's something to where we're able to get free vaccines, but I have to go through a Herculean effort to find mental health coverage in my insurance provider and pay hundreds of dollars a month out of pocket to even talk to somebody and get some help. This needs to change. All right, Travis, uh, sounds like they were kind of on the same page. Do they all get the same score for that, or is there going to be a deviation there? Negative 20 to 20 for each of them. Honestly, they were pretty much all on the ball. Uh, you know, Matt Ryan summed it up right at the end there, and I think that's what him, gave him the edge to get 20, but the other two got 19 there. Great job, guys. Okay. Alex, it's your turn for your 60-second argument. All right. My, mine is a slightly lighter note, which is I, the, a man just retired this week whom I think sadly few folks have heard of, but he's probably the greatest person to do any sport at his sport compared to anyone doing a sport. His name's Hakuho Sho, and he was a yokozuna, which in sumo is like the grand champion master. If you ever like fail to a winning record at a tournament, they force you to retire. Not only did he not fail to have a winning record, he won 45 tournaments and 16 of them with a perfect record. This is a record that hasn't been beaten since like or the only person who came close to this within like the 18th century. This man is completely dominant in a way that like, if you put like Federer, Nadal and Djokovic all together, uh, I think as somebody said that, that you get this one guy, Hakuho, he's completely, absolutely legendary. And uh, I fail to see anyone who's better at what they do than he is at what he did. And Sumo will listen. All right, Matt Ryan, first challenge, 30 seconds. I respect Hakuho. I've covered Hakuho before, but he is not the greatest uh, sumo wrestler nor the greatest Yokozuna uh, in the history of the sport. That goes to Akebono. Akebono was a Yokozuna. He represented Japan in the opening ceremonies of the 1998 Winter Olympics in Nagano. He also is one of the most entertaining professional wrestlers of all time. He also fought in K-1 kickboxing, was also in Rising Fight Federation, and he fought Bob Sapp. That alone makes him the man. Matt Napolitano, your 30-second challenge. 
know, it falls into the debate of like any time we go into talking about the greatest of all time, where it falls in any realm of sport. You know, you think of people like Michael Jordan in basketball. You think of people like Jim Brown who carried themselves through multiple sports, or Jim Thorpe, Babe Didrikson, Zaharias. You know, it expands beyond decades and centuries, beyond different sports. You know, it all comes into that singular debate. I do think there's obviously the argument for this realm within sumo wrestling, but I think to encompass somebody as just the greatest of all time for all of sport is just far too wide of a net to cast. And Alex, your 30-second rebuttal. Sure, I cast a wide net, but I failed to hear any rebuttals here. It's like uh, math number one. What you were saying was that like Akebono was more entertaining and he did other things. It was like saying like Michael Jordan was a better basketball player because he also played baseball. I just feel like it wasn't an argument on the merits of like, did this person excel at his sport more than anyone else has excelled at their sport? I like, I agree it's hard. You got many apples, many oranges, many different varieties of fruit, uh, some things that aren't even fruits and are vegetables, but ultimately just on the numbers, 1,187 wins. I mean, that's incredible. All right, Travis, what scores do you want to give all three of our debaters for this sumo match? Negative 20 to 20. Well, if I had known anything about sumo, this would be significantly easier. I think we could all be professional sumo wrestlers at this point. Um, <laughs> Alex, I'm going to give you 19. Good job. They rebuttaled against you. You came back. You had a good ending to your argument. Matt Napolitano, uh, you did great. Um, let me give you a solid 18. Good argument there. And Matt Ryan, um, I'm going to give you 17 on this one. I think you could have done better. I had higher expectations for you after the last round. <laughs> well, coming up, who's going to win? It's all going to come down to one final fight. This is Master Debaters from KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Yeah, and that argument is going to end right here, right now. It's battle this week between Alexander Petri, Matt Napolitano, and Matt Ryan to convince our judge, Travis, from Vermont that their argument is the best argument. But right now, it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. This is where it all gets decided in a four, final four-minute melee. I'm going to present a topic, and our three contestants will hash out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. At the sound of the final buzzer, our judge will give each combatant up to 100 points or can take away up to 100 points. And the person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start. And then once a little bell is rung, everyone else can join in. So uh, you guys want to guess who has the fewest points at this current point of the show? I bet it's me. <laughs> yeah, Alex got that zero, so I'm going to say Alex. Mm -hmm. Matt Ryan, you want to guess? It's either me or Alex. It's Alex. So uh, have you added it all up? All of your streaming services and gadgets cost the average family 
$273 a month. Now it is worth noting these subscriptions include home Wi-Fi or TV providers or stuff like that. But it's important to consider that when companies like Disney and HBO and Apple and Dropbox and all these others are asking us to join their subscription services, they are increasingly going up against how much we are all spending every month. That's CNET Editor-at-Large, Ian Schur. Now, I believe that number includes uh, more than just your typical streaming services. It's all the other subscription things you pay for. But the question to wrap up the show today... There are a million streaming services out there, so I want your list of the best and the worst streaming services. Let's say a top and bottom three. We'll start with Alex. It's a four-minute argument. You get a 15-second head start, which begins right now. Ooh, I would say the best streaming services are the ones where I've gotten my friend's dad's uh, uncle's password that's allowed me to like have complete and total access to you know their Netflix. I don't care if I have to sign on it as like Carl or whatever. All the ones that I can download for free. Uh, well, yeah, of no course, things. free free is perfect. But you know what? Tubi is the best service. Uh, one of the best services. You know why? Because it airs Catalyst Wrestling. That's right, my professional wrestling company. You can watch it an entire season for free ninety nine. But also, you got to take a look at HBO Go. You have The Wire. You have The Sopranos. Many Saints of Newark. Boardwalk Empire. And then also all two of the Sex in the City movies. So if you want to feel like a Samantha or an Omar or a Silvio, you have all of those options and then maybe a Batman movie. And then you take a look at some of the other places. Netflix obviously is one of those big yeah. ones. But ESPN Plus, you have the 1986 Mets documentary. You have the ability to watch fights. And also, you know what, a, an occasional pie fight. But let's go back to Tubi because Tubi has Catalyst Wrestling. Once again, I will say Catalyst Wrestling absolutely for free. It's a Fox-owned platform, so Maddie Naps may get a little bit on the back in there so it supports everybody not necessarily alex but you know what she gets what's coming to her in the washington post what's the advertising uh rate here on this channel i must ask what how much does ktsa cost for 30 second ads because i think you would just cover it for Tubi right there um but that being said i i'm personally partial to i'm personally partial to foxnewspodcast.com which offers their own streaming service including the fox top five you can listen to you can catch me on that every once in a while if we're gonna do shameless plugs let's do shameless plugs that being said i gotta go i gotta go with the basic ones i love it a good netflix i love a good hulu if there's one thing i need after a long day of having to deal with whatever's going on in the news whatever's going on in this crazy world i need stupid stuff i can't tell you how many times i go to sleep at night watching the golden girls i can't tell you how many times i throw on an episode of nailed it and just laugh myself silly watching people trying to bake cakes i need those <laughs> streaming services in my life just to get me by day to day and yeah i'll go with hbo max too because also hbo max is an incredible new show which i highly recommend called the prince it's a cartoon show based on the life of prince george and it takes a look at the royal family in such a hilarious way so big recommend on that I would say definitely Netflix, although now that Netflix has taken Hannibal off, which is all that I watched during the pandemic, I just watched it four times on loop. I just discovered that I wanted to learn how to cook and play classical music. I feel like it's just aspirational lifestyle stuff. Yes, there is cannibalism, but mostly just aspirational <laughs> lifestyle and comedy. Now that they've taken it off, I have to get, take away some points. I think, you know, check in, maybe see what Amazon Studios has. Although, But has Amazon Netflix really become anything else but the repository of 
of of of other television shows as you see these other companies really taking over you see peacock paramount plus hbo max you're seeing all these other platforms delineate out there netflix has really become just a a middle ground it's not even with limited exception for comedy specials hasn't really taken anything and also with dave Chappelle having his last special on the platform and an eight figure deal potentially on the table from other platforms netflix is really left in a lurch here i don't even know if it's in the top three anymore but we'll say this you know Probably if you have an apple TV or some kind of way of monitoring your billing with everything going on i think there needs to be like a responsibility upon like your credit card companies or some kind of app to be able to alert you to what is going on because how many times do people sign up for a free trial for something uh be it like amc plus or whatever it may be and then all of a sudden it's like wait where'd that ten dollars just get deducted from my bank account why why is this twenty dollars gone you know there's got to be some sort of way of raising a better red alert when it comes to that time of the month and knowing whether or not you want to get rid of that service and also, if you I want to talk about the three worst for three months, and I only because I can't stop it. Okay, so the question was your list of top or best and worst streaming services. So just a quick recap, uh, Alex, your let's say top three streaming services are uh, Netflix, uh, Paramount Plus, and. Of course, HBO Max. Okay. Matt Napolitano, <laughs> your top three. Uh, it's Netflix, um, Hulu, and I will go HBO Max. And Matt Ryan? Uh, that would be Tubi and ESPN Plus and HBO Max. And then also the worst streaming services, um, or least valuable, however you want to determine that, Alex, you'd be one or two, doesn't matter. Oh, I would say Tubi. I just don't like the interface, man. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I, I don't know. The one is where you're like staying at like an Airbnb and it's the one that comes preloaded on the TV and you can't turn it off Oku. and it doesn't have any channels you like. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm with that one. Roku. Absolutely. Okay. Just for that exact same reason. And then Matt Ryan. Uh, let's see. Uh, Peacock, the OTB streaming service. And also the one that I watched the Canadian Curling League on, which has an umlaut in it and is impossible to search for. Umlaut. OTB streaming service? <laughs> He's so down I, with OTB. I told you there you are know him. millions of them out there. Uh, now, before I go to Travis, one point of note. Uh, Matt Ryan, you were saying uh, that Netflix doesn't, that they don't have any new original content. Um, just a point of clarification. Netflix is spending hundreds of millions of dollars producing feature films, so... Yeah, I just meant, like, television shows okay. in terms of, like, television streaming. Okay, and they had the whole House of Cards thing. But, uh, Travis, uh, what scores... But they got canceled. That was years ago. That was years ago. Right, but I'm, I'm saying that yeah, it's not It's not like it's they haven't done anything. But, Travis, uh, and I'm not a Netflix fan. I don't really care for Netflix. But, Travis, what scores do you want to give each of our debaters? Negative 100 to 100. That was a lot of listening. Yeah. Keeping up with these guys. Um... <laughs> I'm going to have to give Matt Ryan 80 for this one. He did a great job. He had quite the plug for his own uh, network there. Um, listed at least three good ones. Nobody listed three bad ones during the debate at all, actually. Just parts of ones that they didn't like. Um, give him an 80. Matt Napolitano, we're going to give you, oh, man. We'll give you a 70. And Alex, 
I really like the creativity of the free. Uh, I think we all share our passwords with our families. Maybe not. Um, but I'm going to give you a 70 as well. Okay. Well, let's see what we got going on here to figure out who this week's master debater is. Yeah, and I, I do have to check in with our sales team about the free plugs. How much we how big of an invoice we need to send up to New York. <laughs> I'll send you an invoice back for my time and services rendered. Yeah, well, I'm not getting paid for this, so. <laughs> you're gonna check, you're gonna check that says zero on it. <laughs> there can be a spare two dimes. He's paying you double what he makes. Yeah. <laughs> well, after minutes of heated discussion about, uh, I guess you can call them controversial topics going on in our land right now, it is time to name this week's master debater in third place with 168 points <laughs> alexandra petri in second place with 186 points matt napolitano which means this week's master debater with 197 points. Matt Ryan. Here are 60 seconds to celebrate. Congratulations. Oh, baby, the king is back. And does it not feel good to be back on the throne? I would like to thank my worthy competition, Alexander Petri and Matt Napolitano. But it has become a tradition here when I am on the show for not me not only to win, but also continue to campaign for the fact that I am the true king of Texas. And, you know, Ted Cruz, I know we both have beards, but that's where the similarities lie, baby girl, because I need you to know I am coming for your throne and not the one that you left behind in Cancun. So also, Greg Abbott, what's the matter with you? Things are going to be changing. The King of Texas is taking over. It's 1825 all over again, baby. All hail the monarchy. Catalyst Wrestling on Tubi. Watch it, please. You need to pay my rent. 1825? What's 1825 all about? I can't, I'm a, I can't even catch my breath right now. I'm still. I don't know. I don't know what the reference in 1825 is, but oh, maybe someone will let me know in a tweet. <laughs> That's the cause for all that Tubi coverage that he gave earlier on. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's it. A big thank you to our three contestants this week: Alexander Petri, who you can read regularly in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com. Matt Napolitano, who you could hear each weekday on Fox News Headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115. And Matt Ryan, who regularly brings you coverage of mixed martial arts on combat culture. Or for combat culture. And a big thanks to our judge this week, Travis from Vermont. Master Debaters is a production of KTSA San Antonio. You can learn more about Master Debaters on KTSA.com. I'm Dennis Foley. This has been Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins.
San Antonio's home for news and talk. On air, online, and on demand. 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And yes, that was a cricket you've been hearing in the background. 